Where's, what's Janet Jackson up to? Didn't she get big? No. Don't she get really big? No, the, Not big like popular, but <laughs> I think she got. No, she's had. She's she got married to some uh, some guy from the Middle East, right? And there are pictures of her with like completely changing cultures, uh, kind of getting into his world, right? Listen, Dave, you are years <laughs> behind. That's why I'm asking what she's up to now because that is that's maybe seven years old. Well, that piece of information. She is. Is she back on the scene then? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, first of all, first of all, she's okay. had trouble with her weight fluctuating. Like, look, it's a historically known fact about Janet, and that's that's fine. That and happens. she whips it back into shape. She, so that she can. You need yeah, to. Yes, she can. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. But okay, I don't want to say that too like confident. Like, yes, yeah, she does. So listen, they got. I think they're divorced. Okay. Right? He's a billionaire. And they how did... She, how could she not be happy with that much money in, the, in her life? <laughs> this is what I heard. I heard that... What they, could you put up with, with access to billions of dollars? I could put up with literally anything. She couldn't. Billions of dollars couldn't keep her connected. That's that true, man. because they're divorced. They're done. Dave, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of talks of, like, money isn't this and money isn't that and... You know, uh, you have to, you know, a, a healthy marriage relationship starts with friendship, obviously, right. and feeling connected and mm-hmm. sacrifice. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But I, like, I sense a, 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 but, a, 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 but, but. With billions of dollars? Yeah. We could make it work. We could live in two separate houses. There's, there's, an, there's. We could live in two separate continents. There's billions of uh, alternatives and things to do. Yeah. There's billions of options. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you don't have a lot of money, you don't really have any op- There's There's no options. You're... That's true. Yeah. So listen, mocha latte. Mocha latte. Is that what we're going to call I it? Think, I think, think that's, that's what we decided on. This is it, man. <clears throat> I'm feeling good about it. I'm, I'm excited when somebody ends up listening to this who doesn't know us. You know, like, how we can, like, we'll first expect a lot of people who know us to maybe listen, and they'll be like, yeah, we'll... They'll listen to four minutes. We'll check it out. And then turn it off. Right about now. Yeah, Yeah. they'll cut it off. Okay. But here's the thing. One day, Dave, Mm -hmm. one day we will be somewhere, and, and we'll meet people who solely know us from Mocha Latte. That's... Like that—that cool. that will be how they know us. Yeah. One, you know, one day. I don't know. I when. wonder what, what they'll what they'll pick up, you know, just through hearing us talk. You know how uh, you know how radio DJs always sound like they're really like attractive. Yes, but and then, then you see that, them in person. There's that, that phrase of a face for radio. Hey Dante, you got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> got a great face for radio. Well, the thing is, I don't think it's fair to them because you. I don't think you'll ever live up to your voice. See, but most people feel like their voice is their worst worst quality when it comes to recording. And I think that okay, this, so this is going. I haven't fully figured. It, I haven't fully uh, found all the words to articulate this yet. Okay, um, it's still. I I okay. I haven't figured it out in my head. I just don't know if I have it figured out with my words. 
So no. I'll try to. What do you got? So when we hear uh, someone's voice, mm-hmm. uh, we are inevitably drawing a picture of them in our heads. If we don't know them. Okay. We're drawing a picture of them in our heads. We are creating this portrait of who it is and what they look like based on what we hear. Right? And there may be some vocal nuances that can inform. Like, I don't know if you can sound like you weigh a lot or if you can sound like... But that might inform your... Uh... Okay, so listen. Here's, here's something else, though, okay? Okay. Here's something about that. Whatever portrait the person that's hearing the voice is creating is not a picture of anything that they have never seen before because the mind cannot create something they haven't seen. So when you dream, you cannot dream a person that you've never seen in real life. At now, the very it, least, it's like a compilation of people that you've known. In the very least. Yeah. In the, in, in the very most. In the most creative yeah, yeah, yeah. scenario, it's yeah. a combination of people. But in most cases, it's someone you've seen, it's and maybe someone, even yeah. in the subconscious. And then it switches midway through the dream, and you're like, oh, All you used to be this person, but now you're somebody All the else. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, right? So you got that? So, like, w- that's, that's, that's pretty good, right? We understand that. That makes sense. The brain can't create anything it hasn't already seen. Uh, and then, so that's one side of it. The other side of it is the projection that humans possess, like we always project, because in a way, we can't not project. By we, project, you mean we want to see ourselves in the other person. Not that we want. We have. I think we kind of don't have a choice. We always project what. Uh, and it, in terms of someone that we're picturing that we don't know, I, I think our minds automatically go to a projection that is more romantic or attractive. Okay. Because we like to view ourselves as attractive. Yeah. So if I believe the best in somebody else, that's like really me saying I believe the best in me. Right. Right. And partly. So they, most, and maybe, the, most of the people listening right now think you are amazing. <laughs> or they, think I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. One of you. And thus they're connotating me with an idiot that they know mm-hmm. that could be unattractive. So if, I look like them to them. What if we just make sure we never post pictures of ourselves? I'd like to do that. Yeah. Yeah, except for Maybe. if we promote this on our Instagram and oh. stuff. That's, All right. Well, that idea lasted a solid five seconds. So, yeah, I mean, I think when, when you hear voice. Uh, so I heard, this, I heard this theologian philosopher guy say something like, uh, as soon as we say the word God, we're not talking about God anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the moment you think or utter the word God, you are picturing your projection of who you think God is and or what he looks like. So the moment you say the word God, you're already not talking about God because God is so much bigger than anything we can conceive or grasp Mm -hmm. that just saying the word God already doesn't encompass all of who he is. In fact, we're talking about a projection of what we view as our God yeah. Or what we would like for him to be. Like based on what your parents said growing up or mm-hmm. what you picked up from media, TV, uh, the people you saw standing on the street corner at some point, <laughs> the the person that, that claims to be a, a follower of God and the person that wants nothing to do with him. Out of all that, you say God, and I've already puzzle-pieced that together. Now, but if you can't... That leaves me paralyzed. Are you saying that there's no way to even talk about it then? It, I, there has to be a starting point. 
I think you can certainly talk about it. I think where it becomes problematic is when we get into the place where we're like, where we're definitively saying what or who God is. The only thing we have to go off is God's word. Right. Right. And how well do we understand that? I'm, I'm, I highly doubt any of us are going to get to the point where we meet God and he says, hey, just so you know, you're the one that got it completely right. <laughs> like everybody else had like little pieces wrong, but for some reason you stumbled into the exact expression of exactly who I am. I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying. I doubt it. Yeah, it. I think. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that's. I think that's what God. See, there we go. The moment I say I think, I think God yeah, likes this. Really like I could totally be wrong, but I think that that's what He. Uh, I think that's what He most eagerly probably responds to, yeah. and and and. The curiosity, like yeah, He responds think, to that curiosity I think that, for for reaching out. Yeah. I think that's what he kind of welcomes. I love it. Or it's not. I, I'm not. I'm not going to begin. I'm I, I don't think. I don't think. And again, I could be projecting here, but I don't think God would want us to stop being curious. Right. See, right, and, and it makes sense. Stop. Why? Why would he stop asking questions? Stop. Yeah. You. You probably got it figured out. You can just st- stay still. I would agree with you, but also you could be wrong because <laughs> you just said what you basically said. Underneath the layer of what you said, what yeah. you basically meant was, if you were God, yeah, you would like curiosity. Ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hope you <laughs> hope you're tracking with all this. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to. All right, so I've been like super nervous all day about this moment right here. No. Oh, right. Wait. No, I've been I've been super. No, come on. Our friend is here. Yeah. Walk I've been here. I've been super nervous about uh, game six. Oh, okay. something completely different. Yankees and currently Dante is wearing Houston. a Yankees cap. I've been wearing it well all week. Worn. Well worn. This is not something he bought last week. This has older Where, than you. How dare you? <laughs> Does that, that have a, have a story? Uh, it's right it's now. Just, what I'm looking old. at is a, a faded mm-hmm. old Yankees cap. It's it's uh, well worn. It's not crisp. No. Flat bill, no, no flat flat brim, nope. Uh, that's curved like he's back in 1998, <laughs> and uh, it used to be used to be black, but now it's a nice solid grayish. Yeah, even the Na- Yankees logo is a little bit uh, not quite white anymore. Off white, off white. I, I think I'm gonna th- um, when I do laundry this weekend. I, I think I'm gonna throw this in. Have you ever bought one of those hat? Cleaners, it like looks like this oh. cage, this plastic cage shaped no. like a, a giant hat that you encase your hat in before you put it in the washing machine. No, because I think when the hats reach that point, it's garbage. Yeah, unless it's unless it's like unless you're trying to be a trendsetter by wearing a beat up hat, which I think is an actual thing. I think beat up hats is a, a genre of hats you could wear. Still, I, I feel like it used yeah, to. Yeah, like be. you could now. Be- it's like if your hat has a curve in it. No, 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 it depends on if you're wearing a fitted. Yeah. But if it's a snapback or a adjustable, yeah. You 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 bend that. So what's the story of that? You bend that. Bill. Where did that come from? So I got this hat for free at a game, I think. You know what? I don't remember where I got this hat from. Wow. I don't. It's just always been there. Yeah, it's always been there. Okay. So the thing is, 
how can I wanted to I wanted to talk about October. Yeah. Today. It's a good thing we're right. We can talk about we can talk about other things. We're right in the middle of it. Yeah, we could t- we could talk about other things, but I wanted to talk about October. Yeah. We're in October and October uh has been my favorite month for far longer than I've been acknowledging it as my favorite month. Because of, of Halloween, right? That's what everybody Part, would assume. Partly, yes. Of course. It's like the highlight of October. Halloween is amazing. It's like the climax of October. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just came to the realization that October is my favorite month like a few years ago. It didn't always occur to me. All right, so what, what are the components? Halloween, of course. That's like the predictable one, but of that course. doesn't. That doesn't. That's a given. Yeah, that Hall- doesn't elevate it to favorite. Listen, month, and if you don't like Halloween and yeah. you like, y- you go the spiritual. Stop. Bye. Just dress up, get some candy. Just leave. Fun. Just Let's leave. Oh, you, you're Just done. Just go. Okay. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't acknowledge. How, go to Mars. Because. Be candy. Ca- dress up. It's free candy. Have fun. You're dressing up. It's. I mean, that's just two obvious reasons. Um, okay, so, like, what was the catalyst to this realization of October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started 10 years ago. Okay. Because when I finished high school, I finished out the summer here, and then in October, I moved to New York and went to acting school. Nice. And let me tell you, man, uh, October in New York City, yeah. there's no place like it. October is the ideal month of New York City? In my opinion? Yeah. But April is really dope, too. Huh. April is so nice. And cent- and, oh, April in Central Park? Yeah. Because New Yorkers go rap- they go crazy. Once it starts getting nice out. They take they their little blankets and frisbees to Central Park. Because it's, sa- it's really sad. New Yorkers are really sad. In the winter, they're sad? No, no, no. Or when it gets nice out. When oh. it gets ni- well, in general, they're sad. But when it gets nice out, uh-huh. they go crazy. And the only piece of land or grass that they can find that's uh-huh. decent is Central Park. Yeah. And so they flock. Nice. And, like, they hang out and have picnics and play softball and go rowboating and kayaking. It's like the one month where it's they're amazing. friendly. It's they amazing. want to acknowledge other people. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. What if October, right? Yeah. So no place like it. So a layer into this, right, to go a little bit deeper. There reason why uh, I have found so much comfort in uh, that experience of starting acting school in New York, not just starting school, not just starting a program that I had no idea what it was really, really going to be like, and I didn't know anybody, and the school is all performance-based, so you're literally in front of people performing the first day of school, and in a city that you are living in that you have never lived in before, and you are an 18-year-old kid, uh, and you don't have a job or money. All the unknown. You just have a couple of thousand dollars you saved up over the summer working at your job. Uh-huh. Uh, that creates an insurmountable, is that? Yeah, that's a word. That's a word. Amount of... Unable uh, to surmount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that creates a huge amount of uh, uncertainty and thus fear yeah because you just don't know Mm -hmm. you know you have an idea and you can even be excited about it 
but you don't know. And I think that goes exactly hand in hand with comfort. Because once you get through that, mm-hmm. you, are all, you are all of a sudden in this place. What was, what was uncertain and unknown now is familiar and home and nostalgic. So you went from tension to ease. Mm-hmm. Like the unknown, the anticipating, the fear, the exploring, the um, questioning yourself. I think you can only... And, and all that built up in a way that you had never experienced before. And then you get there, you're in... It, nothing was a disaster. You're beginning to settle in, and then it hits this point of ease. Yeah, and you can only... And this is what I think about life. You can only get to a place of ease through tension. I, take, take, it, take, it, take it from your earliest, earliest earliest point of existence in this in this world okay you had to go through the tension of childbirth yeah uh, well, well you I don't did. remember it I mean it was traumatic for me <laughs> it was incredibly traumatic I, like you know our, our baby's gonna be one yeah and when you not, take it take not, not our not our baby not our not our baby my wife and my okay right 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 baby yeah uh and like going through all the preparation and the classes and all that stuff, they're like, you know, your baby's, gonna be, uh, it's a new world and it's, they have gone through a, a pretty traumatic thing and like they're in this cold, big, world, bright world yeah. now. Um, when it was like, so even ooh, even gooey, even at that soft, dark, comfort. Stop. Okay, maybe stop not. talking about the okay. womb. <laughs> right. um, no, but like, even that, you, you know. Now you can poop on yourself. Someone else will feed you and carry you and change your clothes and bathe you. This is you ease. Know Dante's the the father of a of a, <laughs> a one year old right now. That that's that's ease then. But you had to go through that tension even at that young of an age. And I th- I think that's how everything is. Yeah, and I mean going through life even more. Whether like the moments where you know you're letting go of tension, like graduation, right? Like. That moment is so amazing because you know you'll never have to walk into that school ever again. You're never going to have to take that test from that teacher anymore. You're never going to have to uh, deal with the the bully, the you know the the drama, the politics of high school anymore. I mean, I guess some of that some of that keeps moving forward in, in life. But you imagine that all that tension, all that discomfort, is is done and over with. And I I get. I get that. And what, like, what is better than taking off your shoes at the end of a long day, laying down on the couch and taking a nap? That's like, that moment right there, that's a sweet moment. Yeah. Yeah, like, even talking about success, you know, anyone that is successful, like, literally anyone who is successful, um had to go through the tension of hard work. But the crazy thing is... And they're still they going through it. Yeah, the crazy thing is, they don't, like, make it big and then retire early. Yeah. Like, the people you hear about, they go back from tension to ease to tension to ease to tension to ease because I think they love that transition mm-hmm. where they accomplish something and there's that satisfaction. Right. Check it off the list. They have the celebration. They launch the product. They go to the next level and then 
there's it's that that breaking of the tension that they're looking for, not just living in constant ease. Right. So that's so all of that to say, that's why um, October. Yeah. That's what made one of the um, one of the aspects of October in terms of my life. That was the catalyst of that going through that experience. Yeah. Because on the other side of that, now I'm like, that was 10 years ago. Now I'm like, there was no better time than that. (laughs) Until a better time comes. Yeah. Which has. But, so, okay. So that's one of the reasons why October is near and dear to my heart. To my little old heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, um, so you got that. So you got October, New York. Uh, You have Halloween it's getting cold. It's, it's, it's getting chilly. I am currently wearing a flannel shirt. Yeah, you are. Look at this. I get to wear a hoodie and, like, for real wear a hoodie because I actually need it. Yeah. Because it's cool, you Not know? Not just your office hoodie. You walk out and uh, you smell, like, the uh, burning of fireplaces. You know, you smell wood yes. being burned in, somewhere in the background. Just it's, that. It's coming from my, my, my place, right? <laughs> so like, it's coming from your flannel. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, it permeates the air. And it just smells like fire. Yeah. Fire makes me really happy. I think because fire <laughs> reminds me of, like, cooking food. Because without heat, you can't really cook. And so that's the correlation there. Fire makes me happy because it reminds me of being outdoors. And I think fire is one of my happy places. Like, yeah, places sitting, where sitting I can sit fire. around and talk about anything with anyone. And this is why I think it is. Because you don't have to look people in the eye. Right? Oh. So when you're sitting around a fire. I've never heard fire, this before. Keep when going. When you're sitting around a fire. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at the fire. So there's not that, te- speaking of tension, right? Like, there's not that tension of having an intense conversation. What you're doing is you're looking at the fire, and you can lean back and poke at the fire with a stick, and you can watch the flames, and everybody's just kind of sitting. You can be silent, and it's not awkward because you're looking at the fire. But then somebody does this, ready? They go, you know what I've been thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the start of an amazing night around the fire. Yeah, and then you can take those moments where you take y- your attention from the fire and you look at someone. Yeah. And there's make- so many dynamics to it. There are, yeah. And then it's dark, so there's like the mood lighting side of it where not like mood lighting necessarily romantic. It's just like it it sets a tone for uh, nothing being harsh. It's just a... a uh, a calm mood setter. Natural. And I love that. So sitting around a fire with a couple of drinks and, uh, and having then, a couple people there. And then you have and then you have the baseball playoffs. MLB playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, and this year? So, you know, New my, York is, my uh, family being from New York, yeah. uh, Yankees baseball in my house growing up was the most intense, serious thing. <laughs> Nice. It, like, you take into account that um, <clears throat> my parents uh, separated and divorced when I was, like, 10 years old. Baseball being the first sport my dad taught me how to play. Mm-hmm. And baseball being the first sport he taught my little brother how to play. Yeah. Um, and then going through the their separation uh, and inevitable divorce, which led to, you know, single parent home and then seeing that on the weekends uh 
and then playing baseball, but then watching baseball. Yeah. There were times where the Yankees in October, the, the, the type of bonding that my brother and I went through yeah. around that, Man. unparalleled. And so... And we got Yankees. a Yankees. We have a Yankees team that this was supposed to be yeah. a building year. We were supposed to be looking for the future. Like we got a lot of young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know we're gonna make some noise next year. This year we're down two two zero against the Cleveland Indians, who like was basically undefeated in September, and we lose the first two games and then win the next three straight. <laughs> well, I and then I down two zero against Houston and then win the next three straight. It's a good thing you grew up in New York because uh, oh. when when you think about October. There are a lot of teams that never get any action in October. <laughs> the Yankees, they, they make an appearance a lot. True. But, so. I mean, we haven't been hot in a long time. Mm. 2009 was the last World Series. So, what? yeah, 2009 was the last championship. That's crazy. Which, you know, eight years ago. That's not too long when you think about Cleveland, yeah. the Cleveland Indians who, like, yeah. well, you know, and But the, the Dodgers Cubbies, are the Cubs in, just won and they're the first. Year. They're the, this is the first time they're in the World Series since the early 90s. I think 93. Oh. So they're in the World Series for the first time since yeah. the early 90s. And to be fair, I mean, the Yankees had a really rough period. Uh, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I was like 10 or 11 years old that they came back, you know. So, huh. yeah, I remember them winning that World Series. That's cool. Um, so so there's that, you know. It's like there's, there's, there's just nothing quite that matches the feeling of, like, watching a Yankees game in October. And that is the most incredibly biased thing I'll ever say (laughs) because billions of people don't care for the Yankees or watch the Yankees or that's completely personal, but I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Like, you got people from all over the country that are Yankee fans for no reason. Why is that? Because it's New York? It's just marketing, probably just Yankees in their face all the time. That's all all it is. But it's it's, Maybe some celebrities in the stands that... uh, they want to be just like Maybe. yeah. It's special time in the Shepherd household. That's cool. So, I mean, this this is this I, that kind of b- builds over the course of a couple of decades mm-hmm. in my life to build October up to this point. Oh, two more things about it. Okay, October is the precursor to the ho- the holidays, which are October is my favorite month, but the best season. Is the holiday season? They're don't holidays, don't listen. No, listen, I'm sensing all the time. I'm already this, sensing this, the holiday no, no, no. season. You could say that about any season. It's you know Labor Day season. That's a holiday season, right? That's September. Fourth I know the July season. That's a holiday season. Easter season. That's a holiday season. Uh, why I, do you think? Why do you think November December gets carte blanche holiday season uh, title? Because it's amazing, and I know what you're doing right now. I know what you're doing. You're trying. You're trying to uh, subvertly uh, downplay. Or Two months for one holiday for basically for one holiday because because really Thanksgiving is great, but you're you're not talking about Thanksgiving. You're trying to extend the Christmas season into November, and that's ridiculous. How how could the Christmas holiday take up a sixth of the year. Dave, a you, sixth. I can't listen to the same eleven songs for a sixth of a year. Without Thanksgiving, Christmas would not be the same. Without 
Halloween, Thanksgiving would not be the same. Without all of those, New Year's wouldn't be the same, ushering in a new year. Dave, it's such a magical time, and I, I only pray that you learn to appreciate it They for what are it is. each good on their own. I don't like this whole tying everything together because because Halloween is Halloween, Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving, Christmas is Christmas, New Year's is New Year's. Each of them on their own is completely fine. What other time of year has a a plethora of of consecutive amazing holidays like this time Please of year? Please don't say hustle zero. and bustle. All right. Z- I'm not zero. Please don't say hustle and bustle. It it's not doesn't look good on you. That's a, that's like a combo, man. That's like a combo of awesomeness. Halloween, boom. Uh-oh, no, I'm looking up recipes. How am I going to do the turkey this year? Boom, Thanksgiving. Oh, no, I got to shop. I got to get that Black Friday deal. <laughs> oh, my wife wants a TV, a.k.a. I want a TV. Boom, Christmas. And then, oh, where are we going to go? How are we going to dress up? Where am I going to get my midnight kiss this year? New Year's, ushering in the new. Man, like, what, what four holidays can do that to a person at another time of year? Well, Zero. Let, let me think. You know, you have Memorial Day, <laughs> straight into Flag Day, you know, June June 14th. Can I just say? And then can I just say, right around the can corner I stop right there? is I, I love Flag Day of as July. A, as a kid, Flag Day was kind of cool. Well, that's because that's the end of the school year, right? Like, Flag Day was the day that you could associate with the last day of school. Maybe at least as it. close as possible. That's the only reason you know that it's on the calendar. And it was around field field day was around the same time. Oh my yeah, goodness! Field Send me back, day. Jesus. Yeah. Send me back, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do do well in the in the one mile run on field day when you were in elementary school? I was so competitive. What? I was so competitive. Yeah. I I was I was the walker. <laughs> I, was, I was. All right, Dave. Wrap 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 it up. Dave, your mom's here. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. Uh, Day after Halloween, Christmas music starts. Okay? Not true. All right, that's how it's going to happen here. Agree to disagree. So, October. Yeah. Because because you just feel feel the rumblings of the holiday season. So, October... It's it's coming. October, I think, is taking on a new form now that uh, dad, dad life... Is, uh, is that a was, reality? That was my concluding thought. Yeah. Is that all of these great things already existed in my in my world. Right. But my There was already charm. There was already charm. Already. It was yeah. done. It was a done deal. Like, it would have been that way forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but October 22nd, 2016, my daughter was born. <laughs> like, all right. D- Cap it off. You didn't need to do that. Yeah. But thank you. You know, because her due date was the 29th, and if she was late, she would have been oh, in November. November. Yeah. So she came a week early. Was she that already be, on your? Were you like, oh, I really hope it is October, so that can it can still be in my favorite month. I wanted. I really, really was praying hard that she would be born on Halloween. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just that's just That'd perfect. Cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Built-in parties. But she 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 made it in October. That's cool. So it's still yeah. late enough in the month where any party from here on out will be a costume party. Right. So Reese, my, my little girl, who is three, going on four in January, she decided what she wanted to be for Halloween. Please. Okay. She decided well in advance. I don't know who put it on our radar, but she's been talking about this for months. She wants to be Destiny from Finding Dory. 
Yes, she wants to be a whale shark, Dante. A whale shark. I want you to ask me, I want you to ask me this question. Ready? Okay. Hey, Dave, where do you find a whale shark costume? She wants, from Finding Nemo? Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Where, do you, where do you even find a... There is a, none. Oh. There is no... <laughs> so Julie and I have been, like... DIY. DIY. I'm, I don't know if you're a Pinterest person, but mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out how to build a Destiny the Whale Shark from Finding Dory costume. You're a crafty guy. Between you and Julie, you get it figured out. My, well, wife, is, my wife built our coffee table off of Pinterest. That's awesome. It's really cool. Well, what, so my idea that got shot down uh, because there was something sacred about it, I, I wanted to take a Destiny the Whale Shark stuffed animal and cut into it and rip it open and try to create <laughs> some sort of thing for Reese to wear. Don't let Reese like, walk in while that's happening. Yeah. What are you doing? And Julie was like, no, you can't do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. You should explore that more. So we, we figured out a compromise where the, where the shark can be saved, where we don't have to uh, run into Greenpeace for our, our why, slaughtering of a shark. Why, know, wouldn't a you shark. Dis- why wouldn't you dismantle it, though? That seems like a good idea. I think th- there's just something sacred about dismantling a perfectly good uh, stuffed animal. Yeah, to make a costume. Look, I... You got to give it to the greater good, man. Let me talk to Julie. There is. Give, give me your I phone. think. I think the 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 argument was, Reese would be devastated if she knew that we, cut into and slaughtered, and splayed, uh, <laughs> Destiny the Whale Shark stuffed animal. Is that yeah, the trauma? Why would she? Unrecover- why, why unrecoverable. Would she, why would she know? Because she's three and she's curious, and she'd find out somehow. And you just she'd like walk we- in. She'd walk in <laughs> when I'm covered in stuffing and a knife, and for some reason I have like a mask on, and it's and she's scarred for life, butchered, and everything's wrapped in in plastic wrap around me, like I'm on an episode <laughs> yeah. of Dexter. So well, I think I think you'll I think you'll make out well. You you guys seem crafty. Yeah, you'll find out. So that's that's the exciting part of, of Halloween right now is the fact that we get to walk Reese around and she gets to be excited. She's excited about Halloween in the way that you're excited about Halloween. Are so you guys going trick or treating? Oh yeah, and it's cool. We go around with our neighbors. We have such a good neighborhood. Like they're all coming over for chili before we go walking around, and then we're gonna. Like, walk around together. It's neighborhood, man. Wow. This is like family life. That sounds pleasant. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, man, October, that's, that's, what, I, mm-hmm. that's, what, I, that's what I think about that, you know. It's, it's really good, though. Like, going back to that, uh, going back to that tension through to a place of ease uh, concept, I was like, I had to go do this thing. I had to like find this this conference that was happening in DC. And this 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 old job I had and I had to like go and set up a table and pass out stuff for for this Were you in like the um the big room at where all the mm-hmm. display tables are? I was outside of the like the main ballroom. Okay. Lots of foot traffic. Mhm. Lots of people coming by. I was like handing out stickers and magnets and stuff. Yeah. Like information, information. So it was at this uh, the Omni in DC. Okay. 
Have you ever been there? No, never. It's like, yeah, it's really gaudy. It's really kind of regal. Gaudy, gaudy's bad. Regal's good. Which one? Was it a good feel, or was it like, like, crystal chandelier that's too, hmm. too, trying too hard? It was a good feel. Okay. It was a good feel. Like whoever built it worked hard. Was there velvet on the walls? I can't remember, okay. but maybe. But so I had to go there. It was out in D.C. somewhere, and uh, I had my old '96 Toyota Camry, and uh, it had a CD player in it though. So whoever I bought it from was hip. Nice. You know what I'm saying? They had a that's stereo good. in there. That's good. And I had a um, Stevie Wonder CD, Stevie Wonder talking book. Do you remember situations in life based on the song that was playing? Uh, this one, this is kind of related to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, music is like transcendent, right? Yeah. So I'm driving, and so I live in Baltimore, so I'm driving, and I got Stevie Wonder talking book album. Um, so I get into the D.C. area, and I get lost. I not, think not surprising. This is a uh, Stevie or uh, getting lost in <laughs> getting lost Dave, in DC is it's not surprising that Stevie every- Wonder would get lost because he can't see where he's <laughs> well, going. He uh... so Talking Book is uh, his album that came out in '72, and um, it's 43 minutes runtime. So um, I drove for over two hours. Trying to find this uh, this place is and, this pre- and actually it kind of went into three hours because I got this has got to be pre phone GPS. Yes, yes, this is two thousand and six. Did you have MapQuest directions <laughs> printed out? I can't even remember, but this I still had my my. You didn't my have flip an phone. atlas, did you? I still had my flip phone. <laughs> um, maybe it was MapQuest that I had printed out. I don't know. I don't even know. But MapQuest yeah. was like revolutionary. Oh gosh, I have. But if you if you missed a turn, you're done for. You're done. You're done. You gotta. You're never getting try back. to trace back, especially in DC because everything's one way streets. Gosh, remember the days you got to stop at a gas station? Yes. Ask the attendant for directions. Yes. Something these kids these days don't know anything about. No, they don't know. They don't talk to people. But that's good. They don't that's talk a, to strangers. It's a good thing because strangers are creepy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I smartphones. I haven't been lost in ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just if, I'm never lost. If ever. you're lost. Your phone's at home. And yeah. You and you're out. in the yeah. back tied up somewhere. <laughs> right. And your mouth is taped. Or you're old. Yes. You yes. can be old and lost. If you're old, lost, and you don't speak English, And you're, you're tied up in the back of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm driving around, and uh, so the talking Stevie Wonder album is playing over and over and over again. <laughs> No. So much so that I'm not even listening anymore because uh, I'm so, you know, I'm trying to find this place, and then I and then I find the hotel, and now I have to drive around looking for parking because I'm cheap. I don't. I'm not gonna valet it. No. Who? Do, what kind of sociopath does that? <laughs> so now I'm driving around the the vicinity, neighborhood streets, and I'm reading signs on no permit, permit, permit. I can't find parking anywhere, so that just prolongs it, and the Stevie Wonder album is just playing and playing and playing. Now, t- 
Talking Book is my favorite Stevie Wonder album. <laughs> it's your favorite? It's my favorite it doesn't Stevie bring, Wonder it album. It doesn't send you back into, like, PTSD moments and flashbacks and, like... Yeah. Your heart starts beating fast for no apparent reason because it was that one moment where you accidentally ran a red light and... Uh-huh. No. But, yeah, because uh, it takes me back there. But what's overwhelmingly stronger of a of a of a of an emotion is the fact that I made it through that I'm alive yeah that I survived <laughs> you showed up and you didn't get fired yeah right yeah that's what that's what that's what stays with me <laughs> so when I hear it now I'm reminded of the tension but I'm more so still in the land of ease because because of how stressful it was mm-hmm. and then finally when you walk through the door it gave me and an appreciation. The, wait, do you did you finally hit the point of ease when you walked through the door or when you were all set up? When I'm home. Oh. So it lasts. I mean, the yeah, whole. there's there's layers of it. It's okay. like, oh God, I'm thinking I'm here. Yeah. And then but when I get home and I'm like, I just survived that and now I know the northwest section of DC pretty well. <laughs> right. Right. At least for a week before you forget. And yeah. So I, now I, when I hear somebody talking, said somebody said uh you either have a good time or a good story. Have you Love heard that. that before? I've heard it from you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's true about tension and ease, right? Like tension and ease make make the best stories. But normally when you're going through it, you're not 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 enjoying yourself. Exactly. So Yep. So now when I hear a talking book, it's like just I'm comforted by it. Yeah, yeah. hmm That's awesome. Yeah. Going down into DC tomorrow. For an event? Yes. Going to take the family down and walk around a little bit before the event, but uh, we're going to be down there. I like I like being in D.C., but I hate getting there. Somebody told me we were wa- walking around. Like, it's people come worst. in from out of town, and then you go into D.C. to show them around, right? But we never go down, just us. But as we were walking around D.C., they were like, wow, it's like, it's like being on a movie set. <laughs> That's cool. Because, like, there are so many movies yeah. where they're, like, walking around and there's the Capitol in the background yeah, and true. there's, like, all the white marble buildings and the monuments. And so you're walking around and you're like, oh, am I not on an episode of House of Cards? Am I, you know, uh, on A Few Good Men or... Love that show, by the way. Yeah. So good. So, I don't know. I There's, yeah, there's something magical about being down in D.C. Epidemic. Julie and I used... Wait, Julie and I used to, back when we were dating, we used to drive down into D.C. in the middle of the night and go to, like, Pennsylvania the Jeff- Jefferson Memorial and sit in the memorial in the middle of the night when nobody else is around and it's just lit up with the, the spotlights and everything. And we would just sit there and talk. Wow. Those are really cool date nights. Those are really cool date nights. And we'd just sit. Right, because we could sit on the couch, you know, back home or whatever, or you could be on a movie set and sit and just hang out. And that was really cool. And we like when you're dating, when you're you know, kids, you don't have anywhere to be. You don't have to be home at a yeah. certain time. And you got energy to do that. You right, know? yeah. You don't worry about parking or our car probably got towed a couple <laughs> of times or something. But we're like, okay, we're, you're punk kids. You, you don't know. That's a romantic story. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Don't tell Julie about those ideas. She's going to be like, and why don't we do anything <laughs> like that now? Right. <laughs> you know, epidemic means a widespread occurrence of an infectious disease that is in a community 
at any particular time. Yeah. That's what epidemic means. Yeah. Traffic is an <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> yes. Like, mm, we went... Mm, we went to see Leslie Odom Jr. People, they don't know who Leslie o- Odom Jr. is. Yeah, they do. They don't know. You have to. Listen. Oh, Leslie Odom Jr. Them. is the 2016 Tony Award winner of leading male in a musical. He is the co-star of the musical Hamilton, playing the role of Aaron Burr. Uh, and he's a brilliant vocalist. Thank you for, on behalf of them. He uh, so he finished his stint in the show, and then he released a jazz album. Oh, nice! Quite immediately after, and the jazz album debuted number one on the Billboard jazz charts. So he's touring, and he played the Kennedy Center on Sunday. Ooh, that's a nice. And I bought these tickets back in, like, June. Okay. Like, I've, I've been waiting for this day. That's awesome. Um, so, so, yeah, so the show's in D.C. on Sunday, and I'm, like, you know, hanging out with some friends in the afternoon after church, and it's like, yeah, we'll leave around 5. Like, we'll be good, you know, 5.30. Show starts at, like, 8, so yep. maybe we'll get there with, like, an hour to spare. Yeah. Grab coffee. Plenty of time. Sunday. You don't want to get there too early. I don't want to. I don't want to get there too early because then you need to. Then you need to plan another activity. Right. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. that takes time and money. And if you're going to the Kennedy Center, you're a little bit dressed up too, mm-hmm. so you can't just go mm-hmm. hang yeah, out. You got dress shoes on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You know, uh, and I already spent money on these tickets. You know, this is the this is the event. You know. Uh, so we're driving, and there's traffic, all over 95. All over 495. I'm like, it's Sunday night. Why? Right. Where are these people going? Where? Just go, go home. Watch, watch some TV. It's Sit with your family. It's upsetting. So I want to move. Why are they in the car? Why are they in their cars? Go home and like be with your family. Yeah. You know? I, I, I want to move. Yeah. I want to move to a small town where there's like one traffic light. I don't think you want to do that. I. My entire life, I'd al- I always has, have said I could never live in a small town. Because you were, like, the first years of your life, you were in New York City. Yeah. To go from all, that to... I totally a city kid. I grew up in Baltimore City. Like, I was like, I need to be around city and people, blah, blah, blah. But I think I'm just, I think I'm just getting old and grumpy. <laughs> I think that's a real thing. I think yeah. you get old and ornery and yeah. grumpy and like I, I, I'm getting I'm getting there. when when do we start calling you a curmudgeon, a curmudgeon? <laughs> when I start growing hair out of my ears yeah. that's when it's that's when I need to go that's perfect yeah so I I just can't I you turn I just can't Clint, Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> what was that Grand Grand Torino Grand Torino Grand Torino mm-hmm. that's like the quintessential uh, did you see Trouble with the Curve no that was oh, a wait, good movie yeah I did yeah who's that Amy Adams Amy Adams yeah and oh, who's that's a good dude? movie it's a baseball movie yeah Full circle. Justin Timberlake's in it. Yeah. That's not a sell point for the movie, but he's in it. So I think I could live anywhere for two years. I would love to have a job where I would just live somewhere for two years, pick up, move somewhere else, live there for two years, pick up, move somewhere else, live there for two years. Um, but I'm the type of person that I, I think that, but I grew up Baltimore. 
I got married and I moved eight miles to the west or south. Yeah, southwest. And then I lived in an apartment for 10 years and then I moved one mile east. <laughs> like, that's my life. All within a radius of, you know, four miles. That's where I've lived. All I, my traveling is in small doses, but I would love to live somewhere else just for a little bit. Two, uh, first, two my, years is a perfect amount of time. My first thought about that is two years is very quick. It would fly it's by, quick. but it's it's long enough that you get over the initial hump of being in a in a new place. You'd I think, have to meet some people. You'd have to create a little bit of a life. You'd learn the local uh, cuisine. You'd have a favorite spot to go to. But you wouldn't be, be there long enough. In. You wouldn't be there long enough to fall in love with anyone. I mean. Julie might have a problem. In, uh, no, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, I meant, like, sorry. falling in love with, like, m- making, like... Like, really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's what... I, I've worked a couple of part-time jobs in the last couple of years, and I, I knew it was time to leave when I started to fall in love with the coworkers. <laughs> not in a romantic way. <laughs> right, but... Like, I have a, where you actually care, you really... I have, a, I have a heart for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that we all do. Well, I think people are the most interesting thing you could ever interact, ever interact with, ever talk with, ever... Exp- like, because when you meet somebody, you have no clue... Yeah. ...what they've been through. You have right. no clue what they're passionate about. You have no clue what, like, their quirks are, their intricacies. And depending on your temperament and personality, that will determine how m- much they let you know. Yeah. And I have, I think... People are just comfortable with me and feel well, I, like they can share stuff. I think one thing that you do that makes people comfortable with you is you quickly uh, get to a, a friend connection level. Hmm. There's like a lot of people like myself, I think I care a lot about what other people think of me. So mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm trying to craft that initial first impression. And you uh, just show up and you're just there and you almost uh, start in midway through a conversation. I've seen you do that before. You meet somebody and you're halfway through the conversation and they have to catch up to what you're talking about because you're just already enjoying the fact that you're talking to them. That's and we, we did that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're they're like, Oh, I guess we're are we friends yet? I guess we're I see what you're saying, yeah. how do we get halfway through a conversation when we were just met? And that immediately sets people at ease. That's with you. fun. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, when I get to the point where I'm like, oh, it's gonna be hard to leave because I'm gonna miss seeing this person. I'm like, it's time. Yeah. Because and the, and the only reason I say that, if I had more of a capacity to work more part time hours, mm-hmm. I would stay. Yeah. But it's, I don't. So I'm like, I need to get out now. Right. Before you actually care. And that's not true. I do. It's not before I care. I do care. I care almost and that's, right away. And that's what's making you nervous. You mm-hmm. care too much. So I think two years is a quick amount of time. Also, um, I think I would live pretty much anywhere if I were single. Oh, guarantee. I could live Yeah, I, mean, I it, could live in, like, with little to no amenities if yeah, I was single. Because, like, you don't need anything either. Like, if, if I were to leave now, yeah. I'd have to, like, sell house, sell cars make provisions for things that I'm leaving but like mm-hmm. if you're single there's just far less attachments to stuff and like even if you, you do, do own property you could just even you, if you own a car when you're single what do you do it. when you're home you sleep you eat and yeah. you go back out true when you're single you don't like have a and maybe maybe this is okay well, you haven't been here's, single in a here's long the caveat time, here's Dave, the caveat you've never been single I've, never, I haven't been single for forever okay <laughs> I 
me and Julie got married when we were kids. And so I don't know. But they were, I, they were eight. It was an interview. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a 99% social person. So I, when I'm alone, I dis, like, disintegrate and fall apart. So for me, home is a place to go to and sleep and go back into the world where I can interact with human beings. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm home alone, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Dude, I, it, love, but now, I love being alone. When my family's there, then there's a reason to be home. True. Right? Yeah. So if I were single, home would be a place for me to go in, sleep, get cleaned up, eat, leave, and that's it. Yeah, just be a place to lay your head. Yep. So I could do that wherever. It does. I would need no no amenities. And then the whole world would be out there. So living in a different place would be fun because you just explore nonstop. Mm-hmm. I either would like to end my life uh, in a coastal place, not like here. This is a technically coastal. What do you mean, like palm like tree, real coastal palm trees, yeah, like, hammock, mm-hmm. tiki bar? Yeah, we're like where I'll fish during the day. And come in and sell some of it to make profit, and then cook and and then have that. Yeah, maybe yeah. do a stew. Maybe yeah. start a stew before I head out. Yeah. Come back in. That Got fish stew, stew is going. nice, ready. <laughs> Boil some rice. Yeah. You know, fillet uh, fillet today's catch. Catch sear, of the day is sear probably that, sear that whenever down. I see that on the menu garlic, and it's like a legit butter, catch of the day. Splash of white wine. I want nothing but that. maybe some fresh herb. I want what I've Sprinkle never a little bit of parsley before. Maybe just a so if it's a special dash of cream, just to I want it. Give it a little bit of viscosity, and then you know, just throw that over some some rice. And I'm right there with you. I I think coastal beach. Maybe so run, let's say Fiji. Maybe run a How's bar. Fiji? Maybe run a bar yeah. cafe or something. Yeah. Uh, so either that, um, or mm, probably to stay where I am. I hope that my daughter puts me in a, like a very swanky uh, senior living home. <laughs> Old folks home. Let's I hope, hope she puts, I, no, I hope she puts me in a nice one. I don't want home. this to get too dark, but I, 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 pr- I pray that Friday's around because I wouldn't trust you <laughs> as an old man in an old folks home. You, hey, <laughs> how you doing, Maureen? You coming to bingo tonight? <laughs> uh, be wonderful to see. Yeah, no, I've, I, I thought that was a given. Yeah, I hope Friday's with me. Yeah. But, like, I hope Lily puts us up in a, in a, like, a swanky type of place where there's, like, it's not just senior, it's, it's social, too. Like, they have social yeah. gatherings. You well, know? you know what I heard? Senior living places in, like, the middle of nowhere Midwest are, like, the perfect places. Because they're cheap. Because they're cheaper. And the pace of life is already slow, so the people that are working there, like, they really care and it's like brilliant. and so then maybe that's your chance to live in the one one uh, stoplight True. town maybe and you can kill two birds with one stone yeah and it'll be safer too because with global warming and the the sea level rising yeah you who knows where New, who knows where New York and Maryland is gonna be in 20 years yeah who I, knows yeah. let alone Fiji where, 30 years where from it. now yeah no. who knows man those uh, Fiji islands could be gone man done for wow that's sad. Midwest, dude. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, either or. Either one of those. And, and along with the senior living, like, I'd love to have season tickets to the Orioles. Just go to the park every night, crack yeah. some peanuts, some pistachios, grab a hot dog. You I know? I think the, the no-stress 
pace. Yeah. Is something that I don't know anything about. I know the other season ticket holders. <laughs> right. You know, there's Greg down there, yeah. and there's Johnny and Andrew and... Yeah. Justin. <laughs> with a Z. With Justin. a Z. Justin. We're just... We're there all the time. Yeah. We're, like... We're, like, senile and, like, crazy. And you know their birthdays? Yeah. And you bring them little things? <laughs> Talking about our grandkids going to college and stuff. So that'd be perfect. That's the life, man. Hey. Well, it's good to talk. Let's wrap this thing up, man. I yeah. think it's been an hour, almost an hour, so... Well, I can't wait to see who hangs out with us next time. Yeah, we're going to hopefully have some cool people on, so... Yeah. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. Uh, Mocha latte is uh, something yeah. you'll be experiencing a little bit more of. I'm starting a Twitter account. Should I start? Should I do a Twitter account? I think I think they deserve a, a Shouldn't Twitter Shouldn't we account. have something that, like, people can talk to us? I, I don't think... Maybe Let's we should just, just give, give our personal our, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. we had that idea at the same because time. Because who's going to maintain it? Nobody. If I got nobody, if I have something witty to say. I barely maintain my very, Twitter yeah, account now. Very so uh, seldom. At Dante Shepard, D A N T E S H E double P A R D. At Heiliger David. At H E I L I G E R D A V I D. Yeah. There, there was somebody who had David Heiliger. And oh really? Track. Yeah, it's it's gone dormant. I tried to you track undercut it down. that man. Wow. So yeah, you guys can hit, hit us up there and we'll talk. This is just gonna be like our wives listening to this one, right? But you know, maybe one day there'll be more people. Somebody else hit yeah. us up and uh, we'll. So no matter at what point you listen to this, reference this is uh, first episode. Oh, yeah. And and uh, our social media handles will be the same yeah. forever. That's the way it works. Think now. about that through all eternity. Our handles will have be you ever, Have you already put some something together for your your little girl? Like, like capitalize her? Nope, capitalize her her handle. Like, oh, lock oh, them down no. now, because later oh. on she's gonna. This is stuff we have to think about right. now. Hey, lot, lots more to talk about. All right, guys, we will see you next time. All right, adios.